Amen. Uh, I'm going to go to the book of Matthew chapter 14. Uh, how do you know that your sermon is what God meant for it be to be for that day? When somebody in the praise team quotes some of your scripture. Uh, so Brother Craig said something about uh, Luke 10, 18, and 10, 19. Amen. And in 10, 18, it talks about the disciples that uh, had been sent out two by two to minister in the land. And they didn't all go to the same place. That's something that's important. They didn't all can't go to the same place. They, one went here and one went there and one went to the other. And they all spread about and they all shared the same gospel. They all shared the same message. They all shared the same authority. They all stood in the uh, uh, authority that they were given to Jesus Christ against the wiles of the devil. Yes. Amen. And they came back. And, and the thing was that because they went out in the presence and in the name of God, um, their ministry was effective. And I'm going to tell you something right now. When you go out in the presence of God, your ministry will be effective no matter who you are standing in front of. I would stand in front of the President of the United States and let him know who my Jesus Christ is because I know that I have the authority to do so in Jesus Christ. I go to work every day and they, they tell you you should not spread any religious stuff on this job, but I'm going to tell you I spread religion every day. Not religion, but I spare Jesus. I share Jesus Christ every day on my job to somebody. And glory to God, because they need to hear it whether Corning says they need to hear it or not. Amen. And glory to God, and that's what I do. They went out in the world and they went out and shared the gospel and they come back and they saw Jesus and and they told Jesus what they had done. Well, Peter healed a, healed a, a lame man that had been lame for many years and he rose up and was able to walk uh, uh, from that point on and different disciples did different things and many people came to Christ because of them. Now, glory to God. And then Jesus looked at them in 10, 19 and he said, and I beheld as lightning Satan fall from heaven. And I've always, until right now, I've always thought that was a rebuke. I've always thought that Jesus gave them a rebuke. And, and in that rebuke, I thought he was telling them, no, look here, you did all those things, but you did them through me. You couldn't have done them if not for me giving you the authority and the power to do so. So I thought he was giving them a little rebuke. It was not a rebuke at all. But what Jesus was saying was, yes, uh, hallelujah, praise God. I beheld Satan fall from heaven like lightning because you did great things in me. <laughs> and that's what he was telling them. It weren't a rebuke. I got one, brother. Amen. So, I want to preach to you today about a day in the life of Jesus. And I weren't going to mention Luke 10, 18, and 19, even though it's part of the Scripture, but Brother Craig forced me to it. It's your fault, Brother Craig. Amen. What I want to do is speak to you about a day in the life of Jesus and tell you that He knows 
how you feel, praise God. Uh, the problem with us today, praise God, is we get in our emotions. Uh, we get in our problems. Uh, we get in the situations that rise up in our life. Uh, uh, we get in domestic situations and, and the devil gets to rising up and, and the job gets stressful uh, and we get, uh, I've got to speak on myself, and we get road rage. Uh, glory to God, I'm the king of road rage. Uh, glory to God, your brother Doug and I, we corner the market on that. Amen. Uh, just this morning, you can ask Kathy, amen, uh, about my reaction to somebody driving in the left lane and holding me up. And I shouldn't have, forgive me, Lord. I didn't say anything bad. Amen. But uh, he knows how you feel. We get in the, all those different situations in our life. Uh, and, and we get so caught up in those situations that we tend to forget that Jesus is right there in the midst uh, of all those situations. And when we begin to call on him, we begin to overcome in those situations, praise God. So Luke 10, I mean, chapter 14. <clears throat> I'll just start at verse 1. And if you back up a little bit, you'll see where Matthew tied in there because the disciples had come to Jesus at this point uh, after they had been ministering. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He's talking, speaking of Jesus. Uh, this is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. Uh, now, for John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, uh, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Herod first. Uh, Herod took his brother's wife, amen, and married his brother's wife. And John the Baptist told him, you're wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. You're a man of authority. You're the king and you should be showing an example and you shouldn't be taking your brother's wife. Uh, uh, Glory to God. You should be doing the right things. Uh, and that's what sin does. It makes us want to rebel against the right things when we need to stand against sin so that we can walk in the right. Uh, too many people allow sin to come into the life and then afterwards they feel guilty and they feel like sorry and they feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that uh, and you're right you shouldn't have done that but there is authority in Jesus Christ uh, before the sin uh, during the sin and after the sin praise God the only sin that will carry you to hell is the sin that is not forgiven praise God is the sin that is not taken care of uh, we all make mistakes but I'm going to tell you something uh, in every mistake that I have ever made Jesus Christ has been there uh, in every mistake that I have ever made I have been able to overcome by the blood of the Lamb well, yeah, I've got some things in my past, uh, but I try not to think about them. I, I don't let those things in my past dictate my present, praise God. Uh, if I did, I would not walk in the glory of God. Uh, and I can tell you, I've got some things in my past. Uh, but let me tell you where they are. They are back there. Uh, they are not up here, praise God. The things in my past are back there, and I'm not going to turn around and say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to tell you, I was a devil worshiper one time. But I'm going to tell you, even in the midst of being a devil worshiper, God was in my life, praise God, and God delivered me from it. And that's the only way that I walked in deliverance. 
That's the only way I walk in deliverance. Uh, anything that's going on in your life, uh, and the only way you're going to walk in deliverance uh, is through salvation, through Jesus Christ, uh, and then standing in his authority. Uh, you see, whoa, 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 whoa. some people think that once you get saved, that's the answer to everything. Well, that's the beginning of the answer. That's the beginning of the answer. Salvation is just the beginning of the answer. You're addicted to cigarettes. You're addicted to alcohol. You're addicted to drugs. You're addicted to adrenaline. Lord, help me in that. Amen. You're addicted to so many things as I have been and as I am. And I'm fighting every day, praise God. You're addicted to those things. But the only way to overcome them is through authority in Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Jesus is greater than your circumstances. Uh, he's greater than your problems. Uh, he's greater than your addiction. Uh, he's greater than your need. Uh, and glory to God, He's greater than any health problem that you have. Uh, and you are more than a conqueror uh, through Christ Jesus who strengthens you, praise God. Uh, uh, Jesus had a battle on this day. Uh, um, but even through the midst of His battle, uh, He was still a conqueror, praise God. And so are you. And so are you, praise God. Uh, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Uh, now, Herod, I forgot where I stopped at. So I'll just start at verse 3. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, uh, his brother Philip's wife. Uh, for John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. Uh, and when he would have put him to death, he feared uh, the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. Uh, but when Herod's birthday was kept, uh, the daughter of Herodias danced before them uh, and pleased Herod, uh, whereupon he promised with an oath uh, to give her whatsoever she would ask. Uh, and she being before instructed of her mother, uh, glory to God, you know there's always uh, a battle axe in the way. Amen. Somebody in the pot stirring it. Glory to God. And it ain't good things in that pot. Glory to God. Somebody in there trying to tell you, oh, it's okay to do that. You'll be all right. You can ask Jesus for forgiveness later. Glory to God. And no, that is a telltale sign that you shouldn't do it. Glory to God. If I've got to ask Jesus for forgiveness later, then I don't need to be doing it right now. Glory to God. I don't need to be doing it right now. Glory to God. And, uh, Salome wanted to please her mom. So she went and she, verse 8, and she being instructed of her mother said, Give me here John the Baptist's head in a charger. And when the king was sorrow, sorry, nevertheless, for the oath's sake, uh, and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it be given her. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, you don't need to be doing things because of what your brother beside you was doing uh, or your sister beside you was doing. Uh, glory to God, I'm not going to let, uh, glory to God, anybody in my life uh, lead me to hell, praise God. Uh, I'm not going to let my wife do it. Uh, I'm not going to let my brothers and sisters do it. Uh, I'm not going to let my family do it. Uh, glory to God, I'm going to stand in the presence of God. Uh, I'm 
no matter what. Uh, I thought about this uh, not long ago. Uh, Lord, you got to have a, I've torn my rotator cuff on my right side. Uh, Lord, you got three different times. Uh, then I'm limited uh, in the mobility of this right arm. Uh, I can't throw a softball from here to the door, praise God, because of the, the restrictions I have in this arm. Uh, and it hurts for me to put it up in the air. Uh, uh, Lord, you God, when it hurts you to do something in the presence of God, uh, uh, do it anyway. Uh, uh, Lord, you God, it hurts uh, uh, for me to put it up in the air, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, but let me tell you something. Once I get it up there, uh, it hurts even more to bring it down. Uh, so I'm going to keep it up. Uh, uh, Lord, you God, I'm going to keep I'm not going to let uh, what God has given me. Uh, I'm not going to let it fall to the wayside. Uh, I'm going to keep it up. Praise God. Uh, I'm going to keep it up uh, until glory comes. Uh, and glory to God. And I can do this. Uh, and I can do this. Amen. Uh, and I can move it with ease. Uh, uh, no matter if it hurts or not, uh, I can do it because God gave me the authority to do so. But every time you do it enough, victory reigns. Amen. Let me tell you something about having sore joints. The more you move them, the easier they move. Let me tell you something about walking in the Spirit. The more you walk, the better you can walk. The more you walk, the better you can walk. The more you move, the better you can move. It don't matter about who's sitting beside you. What matters is that Jesus is sitting beside you. What matters is that the Holy Ghost has filled you and gave you the ability to move, praise God. Glory to God, the doctor tells me that I need both of my knees replaced, but I'm going to bend them anyway. I'm going to move in them anyway. I'm going to walk on it anyway, praise God. I don't care what the doctor says. I care what the doctor says. Glory to God, that's who I care about. And he says that I can do whatever I set my mind to do in Jesus Christ. Now you want me to you want me to set the stage for you a little bit? I was so shy and had low self-esteem. I walked around with my head down all the time. And I had this job. I started, start, I started working at a warehouse, working 40 and 50 hours a week when I was 14 years old. Just like this. And one day, this black fella, I still remember that everybody called him Rock. His name was Roderick Brown. He's about that tall. You know, big old fella. Chucky Brown's cousin. And, uh, I was walking around with my head down, and Rock walked up to me. He said, look here, man. That deep boy, look here, man. You ever pick your head up? I've got a problem. I realized right then I had a problem. I never pick my head up because I don't feel like I'm worthy to pick my head up. But you know what I did when he made me realize my problem? Pick my head up. I didn't overcome low self-esteem and, and, and shyness because he told me that. But he gave me a starting point to realize that I had a problem. I met Kathy at 18 years old. And uh, I had my head picked up, but it didn't say nothing. We were together three hours the first day we met. Uh, I didn't have to. We, she said enough for the both of us. I'm in trouble now. 
Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Save me, Jesus. But uh, we were together three hours. And she, she asked, she said, can you talk? I went, <laughs> I went. So we get, I'm going to tell you what, if that woman can't bring you out of shyness, nobody can. But she helped a lot. Amen. She helped a lot. So I figured I would fix my situation. So I started going to a grocery store and uh, we would uh, walk in the grocery store and I'd pick me somebody out and walk up to them and start talking to them. And at the first, it was just, hello, how are you today? Something like that. And then I'd go about my business. And then a few weeks went by and Kathy would do all the shopping and come back to produce and get me because I talked the whole time. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. You want to get out of shyness, meet that woman right there. She'll help you do it. But uh, when you realize you have a problem, you can overcome it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop reading. I'm just going to paraphrase from here on out. G a day in the life of Jesus. Jesus began his day with the death of John the Baptist. And not only that, uh, uh, but uh, Herod had some things to say about uh Jesus in I think in Luke chapter nine, verse nine, Herod said, "I've just be I've just took John the Baptist's head. Who is this man? Bring him to me." You know what Herod was doing? He was saying, "Bring me Jesus. I'm going to take his head too." Amen. So Jesus started his day off with the news of John the Baptist being beheaded. Uh, and the news that, John, that Herod wanted to take his head too, praise God. Uh, and then the disciples came up. Uh, look uh, here, Jesus. Uh, let us tell you what we've done. Uh, we've done great things in you. Uh, with your authority, we've uh, uh, we've healed the sick. We've brought the lame to life. Uh, we've brought the dead to life. Uh, we've done great things in you. And Jesus rejoiced with it. Uh, even though he was sorry, he knows how you feel because he knows uh, what you've gone through because he's gone through it himself, praise God. He's gone through it so that he can give that example to you so that you can be, can be that overcomer that he is, praise God. And glory to God. And, and Jesus wanting to get away and, and, and uh, mourn the loss of his cousin, uh, his friend, uh, glory to God, his forerunner, him getting wanting to get away and mourn that loss. Uh, uh, glory to God. Jesus got in a boat uh, and, and went out into the water, praise God. Uh, and he thought if I could just get away for a little while uh, and have some time to reflect. Uh, but the crowd had come up on the seashore uh, and they saw him get in the boat uh, and float away. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. The crowd said, uh, we're not going to let him get away. Uh, we're not going to let him go uh, when we know that he can bless us. Uh, uh, so they got their walking shoes on uh, and they walked down that shore. Uh, Lord, you God, some people say it was about six miles. Uh, and he walked down that shore uh, until they found uh, where Jesus was coming back to shore and they waited there for him uh, and they impressed upon him. Uh, uh, Lord, heal us. Uh, Lord, save us. Uh, Lord, set us free. Uh, Lord, you God, and the word said that he had compassion on them uh, and he reached out to them uh, and he healed the lame. Uh, he healed the sick. Uh, he delivered those that needed deliverance. Uh, uh, Lord, you God, 
because they had the need and the desire to meet him where he was at. You see, the church gets complacent and they only want to do what they want to do in the sanctuary. I want what God has for me wherever I can get it from. If it's out there on the street, if it's in my job, Lord your God, if it's in a prison, if it's in a hospital, wherever it is, I want what God has for me wherever he wants me to have it, praise God. And I want to be in that place where it pours out. I know I was healed of a severe back problem at a church over on Shipyard Boulevard. And I walked like this all the time. I couldn't stand up straight. And I walked, and I had to put my hand right here and, and walk. Lord, sometimes I could stand up a little straighter, but never straight. And, and I walked in that church that night. I, I had no expectations uh, because I'd never been to a church like that before. I had no expectations. Uh, and I didn't even believe that God could heal you miraculously. I didn't believe that. Uh, glory to God because I was taught different uh, because of my upbringing in church. Uh, I was taught uh, that you didn't get miraculous healings like that. Uh, but I went to that church uh, and that preacher was preaching. Uh, and that preacher walked down uh, uh, in front of that audience of about 300 uh, and he walked up to me and he said the Lord just told me you've got a back problem I, I said yes sir I do uh, he said well the Lord told me he's going to heal you tonight uh, and I said uh, okay uh, I, if you say so uh, glory to God and he put hands on me uh, he reached down he didn't slather me with oil uh, he put his hand on my shoulder and he bowed his head and I don't know what he prayed uh, and I don't care what he prayed uh, uh, glory to God. All I know is that when he was done praying, I, I didn't feel a thing. I'm glory to God. And I sat there through that service uh, and I got up to leave at the end of that service. Uh, and when I got up, I was straight. Uh, I'm glory to God. And I have not had uh, a pain in my back since then, uh, except for a kidney stone. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that God healed me in New Hanover Hospital uh, immediately and miraculously uh, uh, of that kidney stone. Uh, I'm glory to God because I was obedient to him in that in that emergency room. I rolled off of that bed in the floor and oh, it was hurting so bad. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to tell you, it hurts sometimes to, to believe God. It hurts sometimes to stand in there where God is at and let him fill you with his anointing. And I was dry heaving and I was hurting so bad and I called out to God and I didn't care who heard me and as loud as I could say it, God, I need you. God, I need your help. God, I need deliverance. God, I need you to set me free. I need you to take this pain out of my body. Glory to God. And I got up out of that floor, crawled. I crawled up out of that floor. And when I stood up, I still had that pain in my body. I turned around, and as easy as I could, I laid down on that bed. And when I got straight on that bed, that pain left me just like that. And I, as far as I know, I've never passed that kidney stone. And I've never had another one since. I'm going to tell you what, when you get in the presence of God, uh, when you get where that anointing is at, uh, and when you get where the Spirit is flowing, uh, like the lame man at the well, uh, like the woman with the issue of blood, uh, when you get uh, in that place, praise God, where you know that Jesus is working, uh, uh, glory to God, and you call on Him, things are going to happen. Uh, 
Glory to God. He saved me from Satanism. He saved me from witchcraft. He saved me from my burdens. He saved me from my low self-esteem. He saved me from sickness. He saved me from disease. He saw glory to God. I've been told twice I had cancer. And guess how many times I've been told I don't have cancer. Amen. Glory to God. Because I know that Jesus Christ is a source. And no matter how much it hurts, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. Praise God. And glory to God. I don't have no cancer because God said so. And let me tell you something. You have deliverance in you also. You have delivered. Jesus knows how you feel. He, he went through so many things on this day. The second most difficult day of his life. The second worst day of his life. The first being the day of the crucifixion. But he knows how you feel. He knows who you are. And he knows how to give you deliverance. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have to stop. I'm about wore out now. Where, where's Brother Mike at? Come on, brother. Glory to God. Y'all didn't expect this out of me, did you? As quiet as I am most of the time. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. When the Holy Spirit gets in you, you'll do great things. I'm nothing special. I don't study enough. I don't pray enough. I don't seek God enough. But I do pray and I do study and I do seek Him and I do love Him and I do want His promises and I do want His blessings and I do want you to have it and I do want you to walk in it and I want you to feel the same authority and power that I have in my life, even even greater. Jesus said, told disciples, you'll do greater things than I did because you go away. I want you to do greater things than I've ever done in my life. And I want to see it. I want to see you do it. I want to see you walk in blessing. I want to see you walk in power. I want to see you delivered from all those things in your life that are binding you and keeping you from your full potential in Jesus Christ. Lord, you God, I'm not worried about your full potential in this world. Lord, you God, because when you fulfill your potential in Jesus Christ, the things of this world come in order and in line, praise God, and then you have the ability to walk free from them. Uh, you are greater than your circumstance, uh, and you can do great things. Go ahead and stand up. Uh, go ahead and stand up. You can do great things. Come on up here, Pastor. Now, glory to God, if anybody needs prayer, uh, for whatever reason, first of all, uh, salvation, uh, glory to God, uh, and he was speaking of that person that's coming at 2 o'clock. Uh, let me tell you, when I got saved... I'd fought the demon. I fought demons that night before to the point that I thought I was going to die. I could feel hands around my throat and I was held down and it was nothing but demons and I saw the demons uh, literally, praise God. Uh, glory to God. And I, I didn't know at that time that you could accept Jesus Christ anywhere at any time where I'd have fell on my knees and said, here I am, Lord. Uh, Lord, you God, I thought you had to go to church uh, and, and get in front of a preacher. Uh, Lord, you God, I didn't know you could do that anywhere. Uh, Lord, you God, but I went to church that morning uh, and I told that preacher about what had happened to me the night before and he started trembling. He couldn't, uh, he didn't know what to tell me because he never experienced anything like that. Uh, Lord, you God, and I didn't get help from that man uh, and I was scared 
scared. And I thought I was going to die. I felt uh, like I was walking around with a bullseye on my back uh, and somebody was fixing to pull the trigger on me. Uh, glory to God. So I walked around all that day in fear. I didn't want to go anywhere because I was scared I might get in a wreck on the way, praise God. Uh, and glory to God, and I went to a different church that night. Uh, and I didn't care what the preacher said. Uh, I didn't care if he believed me or not. Uh, I didn't care if he had, had seen the, the same experiences that I had. Uh, all I cared about uh, was that I needed salvation. Uh, and I needed it right then, praise God. Uh, and I got up, uh, uh, and the service was not even over yet. Uh, and that was a no-no in that church. Uh, you didn't go to that altar while the preacher was preaching. Uh, I'm going to tell you, this altar is always open. Uh, and I have the right to say that. Uh, amen. My pastor gave me the okay to say that. Uh, this altar is always open. You can come anytime. Uh, and if I need to shut my mouth for you to come, I'll do that. But I went to that altar and I begged God to come into my life. Now, glory to God. And from that day forward, I had authority over those demons that had fought me that night. Amen. If you need anything from the Lord, then come. Amen. If you need salvation, come. God is in this house tonight. I felt Him in the singing. I'm going to tell you, I've been in this church a whole bunch of times. And I've heard singing every time. But maybe it's because my spiritual ear was open more today. But I'm going to tell you, the singing was different today than it's been in a while. It was in one mind and one accord. And the anointing was there. And the anointing is here. If you need anything from God, don't leave without the anointing setting you free. Glory to God. All right. Go ahead, brother.